Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. There was a stunning article that ran in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago about the sport of youth and amateur baseball that, well, the article pretty much crystallized what a lot of baseball coaches and fans have been thinking and seeing for some years now. The article was entitled, They Can Hit 400-Foot Homers, But Playing Catch, Well, That's Tricky. And uh, in short, the article said that due to the expansive growth in, in recent times of private coaches for, for hitting instruction and for pitching instruction, we now have produced a ton of young ballplayers who are well-skilled when it comes to those particular facets of the game, but unfortunately the other parts of their baseball skills have either been somewhat left behind or uh, ignored or, or just not taught. In other words, young ballplayers today know when college coaches or pro scouts come looking, they're they're focusing on certain basic skills. Can a pitcher throw really hard? And can a, can, a hit, can a kid hit well and hit with power? All the other stuff involving baseball, like knowing how to field one's position or how to put down a bunt or how to run the bases, is just uh, either neglected or assumed it, it can be taught at some later point. Now, this is, a, this is a startling observation, and it's an accusation But I must tell you that I received a lot of feedback about this piece, so much so that I felt compelled to ask Bill Pennington, the longtime sports writer for The New York Times, who wrote the article, to come on the show this morning to discuss this. And to that end, Bill joins me this morning. Bill, good morning. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Now, Now, Bill, you know, I talk with high school and college and travel team coaches all the time, and they all say the same thing, that kids today just don't seem to have an instinctive knowledge of how to play the game of baseball the right way. And in fact, I'm going to quote from your article. Uh, in the last decade or so, a generation of top ball players have, in most cases, spent little time learning how to accurately throw across the diamond, catch a fly ball, field a ground ball, and turn a double play, run the bases effectively, make a tag at first base, or God forbid, punt. Now, now Bill, that's a pretty strong indictment to be sure. But, and first of all, let's start. How, how did you even come to this topic? Uh, well, it started pretty much the same, you know, you, you gave uh, an intro into how it started. I, part of my job is to write about youth sports uh, issues and topics, and so over, you know, I've done that over 15 years along with other things. But So I talk to, you know, youth sports coaches in a variety of sports, and, and it, this isn't just baseball that this is happening in. And so I hear coaches saying exactly, uh, you know, what you're what we're talking about, that, that, uh, that as good as these kids are, and it's not an indictment that, 
this is not one of those things that, oh, this other generation is not as good as our generation at these things. No, they're, they're actually saying, no, this, this generation is better at certain things. They mm-hmm. are better hitters. Mm-hmm. They do throw harder. Uh, but there's something sacrificed in these, in these sort of ceaseless pursuit of, of getting better at those two things, and that is that um, other skills fall by the wayside. So I, I thought, I said to myself, well, is this just a couple of coaches grumbling about stuff? Uh, let me do what you know reporters do. And and I said, is this? I asked around to find out if this is more pervasive. So I called you know the American um, Association of Baseball Coaches, and I I uh, started calling around college coaches and high school coaches, and you know talked to dozens and dozens of people, and 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 they more or less all of them just agreed with me. So. I, you know, I, and I said, okay, well, maybe this is just a phenomenon at the youth level and, or even the high school level. So then I started calling some of the top college coaches in the nation. I called Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt, which is, you know, won a college world series recently. and was a runner up the next year. And he said, oh yeah, no, I mean, I have some of the best 18, 19 year old recruits in the nation. And today we're working on, you know, fielding ground balls because it's not something that they in, really inherently know. I called John Casey, at a, at a, uh, the coach at Tufts University in outside Boston, and I started to explain what I was doing. I said they can hit and they can throw, and he finished the sentence for me. He said, "Yeah, but nobody knows how to play the game." Yeah, yeah, uh, you, know, you know, Bill. I, I as I said, this is this is a, something that, uh, and obviously your your calls and research have pretty much substantiated this. This is a sense that a lot of coaches uh, all over the country have suspected for some time, and and. You know, yeah, yeah. We obviously the, the, the this is the, the the private instruction that kids get on on how to become a better hitter. Uh, yes, that has actually uh, proved to be very very successful. And the instruction with pitching, but the rest of the game in baseball is a complicated game. It, it takes a long time to master. Uh, it is frustrating, of course, to play the game. But the you know learning how to do the basic parts of the game, which for you know for years and years and years are sort of learned on the sandlots. Uh, kids learn themselves. They watch the older siblings play. I mean, this thing's all to be gone away. And, and well, first of all, let me just say this. F- friends, I know people want to call and talk about this as well. Our number here is 877-337-6666. That's brought to you by Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, one world-class destination, unlimited possibilities. And, and uh, we do want to have a conversation with you all this morning, and you can talk to Bill Pennington. But, you know, is this... It seems like we've gotten this. It's all gotten sort of out of whack. It's lopsided. That you know we're having these great hitters and great pitchers, but is this because of all the emphasis now on on scouts and uh, showcases and getting college recruits? I mean, is this is this in your theory? Is that what's going on here? Well, what, um, what was told to me is, uh, and the coaches have spent a lot of time talking about this. This is uh, you know, you, I, as I said, I ex- I called up people and thought. That somebody was going to say to me, "No, I don't know what you're talking about," um, but that never happened. <laughs> uh, every time I I would introduce what I wanted to talk about, they would just go on for half an hour, and 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 part of the reason they would go on for half an hour is that it is fairly, the answer is fairly complex. There are multiple factors. This is really a a cultural phenomenon, not just a baseball phenomenon, and you know it it it, it sort of goes off into all different places. I mean, you know what. You know what is ESPN showing its highlights? It shows, you know, mostly hitting and and you know spectacular plays. It doesn't show highlights of, you know, a good a well turned double play. That's not something that's usually on their top ten list of mm-hmm. great highlights. Not to you know pick on any particular factor, but these are all the various things. The lack of backyard play is certainly a factor, which is 
you know, just a cultural artifact. I mean, you can't, multiple coaches, it was quoted in the story, said, you know, I, live, I drive by fields all the time. I don't see anybody out there just playing by themselves. It's always structured, organized play. Structured, organized play, organized by adults. You know, the adults usually tend to focus on the things that, that they think are most important. And then, of course, maybe the biggest factor of all is that as much as the coaches complain about, I don't know if complain, but, but observe that players can't do these various things, what do they go to showcases looking for? Uh, they don't, the showcases themselves are not run to, to highlight people who can turn a double play or get a bunt down with a runner on second or hit the cutoff man from right field. They're, they're, the showcases are arranged to, to, to feature and highlight people who can hit uh, 400-foot home runs or throw 92 miles an hour. Um, and so the coaches themselves are out there looking for those things. So it's, it's really um, it's a tangled sort of thing, and it won't be easy to unravel either. No, that's the concern. So everybody sort of, as you said, uh, pretty much agrees. There's a consensus that this is a real issue, that it's now become incumbent upon college coaches uh, or even the minor leagues, the minor league instructors, to teach the basics of the game. And I've seen enough uh, high school baseball in this area in the last couple of years to know that even things that were so fundamental and so instinctive uh, you know, back when I was playing or back when I was coaching college baseball, I mean, first and third plays were, especially in high school, where you want to take advantage of a, perhaps a catcher not having the arm strength to throw down to second base if a guy tries to go from first to second on a, on a steal so the runner on third can score. This seems to be a foreign concept. And, uh, you know, back in the day, this was done routinely at the high school level and certainly at, at the collegiate and professional level. This is stuff, but most of high school kids have no clue about it doing this stuff. And it's just, the next question is, well, do the coaches, the high school coaches, they know how to teach this. And maybe, Bill, we've arrived at a point where this is like the second generation, that the, the fellows who are coaching uh, high school ball today, presumably in their 20s and 30s, maybe they missed out on this as well when they were growing up. So they don't know have any insight to do this, as, uh, to teach this as well to the kids. It, it seems to be a growing concern and the question, of course, is how do we how do we stop this, or how do we turn this around? Yeah, it's not. Uh, and I asked that question, and um, as I said, there aren't easy answers. Uh, there were coaches that college coaches, and maybe they're the ones that the best programs who can afford to do this. Um, said, you know, we are altering our recruiting. We are starting to be more attracted to players from certain travel programs that we have observed over the years do teach the whole game. You know, uh, you know they, you know, often. You know, showcases in travel ball is not really a focus on winning. It's really on a focus of uh, being flashy or standing right. out. Right. You know, um, and but you know they said, well, but we do know the programs that do win, and they win regularly over the years, over a ten-year period, because they do stress all parts, you know, learning all parts of the game. And we're starting to look a little bit more closely at their players and not just the flashiest ones uh, at the showcase. Uh, so there is a possibility that if that trend continues. Um, that, you know, then maybe uh, the word will get out. Because, you know, of course, part of what's always driving this, and we haven't mentioned it, is the pursuit of the college scholarship, which, uh, you know, is the holy grail of all youth sports now. And that's a, that's a big part of the problem. I mean, it would be good if we could educate all of the youth sports community that those scholarships really aren't out there. They shouldn't be the goal of everything. If they are out there, they're often one-fourth of a scholarship, one-eighth of the cost of going to college or less. And, um, you know, that's not really why you should be in youth sports. Yeah, there's no question. And, uh, 
Yeah. Well, let, let me let me take a, a pause here. My guest this morning is Bill Pennington from the New York Times. We're talking about what's happened to the fundamentals of baseball uh, at the youth level and why, for some reason, it's no longer being instructed or the kids aren't seeming to pick up on this. Uh, let me let me take a timeout. Uh, Dave Uram has uh, your sports update. When I return. I promise go right to the call. Stay with me. Uh, my guest this morning is Bill Pennington of the New York Times, and we're talking about a most provocative article that Bill wrote, which basically says that young baseball players today spend so much time concentrating on just hitting and pitching that they aren't learning the other key components of the game. And his promise would go right to the calls at one 337 And let's start with our friend Ed over to Elizabeth. Ed, you're a baseball guy. Tell us what you think about all this. Okay, but first of all, what I'd like to speak about before I what I have to say, there's a big event going on this weekend in in the state of New Jersey for high school baseball. Mike Carlotti, a scout for the Colorado Rockies, runs an autistic challenge event for uh, which the top high school ba- uh, baseball teams in the state of New Jersey are playing in, and it's going on today at Community Park in North Brunswick, ten one four and seven on the games, and you got some of the top elite teams in the state of New Jersey and some of the top college prospects playing. So if anyone's not doing that today, it's a worthy cause to raise money for autism. Go down and, and watch those games. It's, it's a really good event, and I was fortunate to umpire that on Friday. Great. But, but getting back to the topic. Yes, Ed. I, I think one of the big problems is a lot of the coaches don't know how to teach the other facets of the game. I really believe that. And I'll give you a shared example. And you, this, is, this is something that I, as a college coach, always teach. I was at a Division One uh, college uh, game yesterday. The on-deck batter never went out to tell the runner what to do. And what happened was the, the runner didn't slide, and the other team got him out on, on a tag play. Mm-hmm. And, you, and then that, and that's, at, that's at a game. And when I go to watch games, that's an art that, 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 that you never see. The on-deck batter's there, you know, playing with his bat, not, not going out and doing that little thing until, until the uh, – I don't know what to do, but I, I really feel there's a lot of coaches, but there's a lot of outstanding coaches who don't know how to teach the other facets of the game. And that's why, uh, you know, maybe college coaches are looking at this and saying, you know, we're going to uh, go to select travel programs that, that look like their players are well, well coached. And a lot of these travel programs, Rick, they just get together on the weekends for tournaments. Yes, well, that's... And, and Ed, as always, thank you for for the call. You Have know, a great day. Take care. And and you know, yeah, I mean, Bill, that's that is a concern. And obviously, you you you've picked up on this too, that that you know the the travel programs, as we know, as you've written about, you know, the, we we the, they focus primarily on showcasing showcasing the kids' ability to throw throw hard, which gets, of course, into issues about uh, uh, max effort if you're a pitcher and trying to hit 90 miles an hour. To, to impress people, and hitting. And, and there's no question that the kids today can hit probably better and with more power than a generation ago, uh, but it is a concern. Anyway, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to, uh, to Tom in uh, Brick, New Jersey. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Uh, listen, the only way the kids are going to learn the game is to go backwards. The game became the national pastime. When kids played it between park cars and schoolyards, with a broomstick and a rubber ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so fed up with hearing elite, 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 travel, travel, travel. When the kids go back to learning the game, using them type tools, they'll learn what to do with the ball. But this is ridiculous. Yeah, but Tom, that's, you know that's not going to happen, right? Probably you're right. 
I'm just a 76 year old man that uh, is having a hard time accepting the separating of these kids at such early ages, where somebody tells them, "Oh, you're better than that kid." And <laughs> that's like, yeah, I look at the, I love baseball. I watch it all, and I'm seeing more and more empty seats. The only time it's like the end of the year where oh, everybody's, but I'm seeing more and more empty seats. And national and baseball play ball isn't going to work until they go back to somehow to the roots of the game. Yeah, well, that's and Tom, thanks for the call, uh, Bill. You know, Tom makes a good point that um, you know we're not going to be able to go backwards on this and play ball. I don't know if that's having any impact. Whatever play ball being Major League Baseball's effort to sort of get the word out to how to teach the game. I'm not sure that's having any real impact whatsoever. You know, what what's your sense of what? Uh, is Major League Baseball really making an effort to try to teach the game? Well, I mean, I think the play ball initiative is a, is a good thing. It's interesting that um, I talked to Jerry Manuel, who's heavily involved in that, the ex-Mets and White Sox manager, and and he made a point. He said, you know, the, the goal is to get them out and playing anything that's sort of, you know, related to a ball like that. He says, even if they're playing kickball, it's a team working together as opposed to just, uh, you know, individuals trying to hone their, their uh, an individual skill. Um, there is clearly uh, certain aspects and nuances of the baseball that can be best learned, you know, in informal play. I mean, uh, you talk about the first and third steal and, you know, a uh, situation and all those kinds of things. These, you know, these come up regularly if if you are playing the game, you know, in recess or at any time. I mean, not that that's done anymore either, but... Um, uh, it's, so it's, there, you know, there is. I think there is this goal to, to get back, but I think it, it, it's, it's not going to happen in the way it used to. But maybe it can happen in that uh, there's more time for practice and less time for games. Uh, it would be great if more programs well, realize you really need to practice this game. You can't just play it. But you're, but you're right. If you get some of these travel programs where they're basically all-star teams from around the state, they can't get together during the week. They all live too far away, so that they only show up on the weekend and they only play games. You know, and that, that's, that's a theme over the years I've talked about on the show, and, and uh, that if you look at other countries, for example, uh, like in ice hockey, because, uh, you know, American parents love to see the kids play ice hockey games, the more the merrier, even though like in Europe, for every one hockey game the kids play, they'll have three practice sessions, and here it's just the opposite in the States. Baseball, as we all know, is, is a game of little things, uh, and, and those little things begin to add up to a certain set of mastery of skills. Um, and, and the fact is you can only master those skills by having lots and lots and lots of practice and obviously having instruction to show you how to do it the right way. As you said, there's a certain way to make a pivot at second base the right way. There's a certain way to take a lead off a pitcher. There's just, and, of course, the mental part of the game. I mean, when I was coaching college baseball, I mean, it was routine every year. I had my players you know, read the rule book because they never read the rule book before. So at least they had, and they, I would quiz them so they know basic things like what, when is the infield fly rule in effect? I mean, they never, they so they knew about the term, but anybody who's been to a, a high school or a youth league game says there's always confusion about what the infield fly rule is. I mean, these are the basic things that I fear, and as you point out in your article, that it's sort of been washed away. Uh, well, let's go back to our callers. Let's go to... Um, Let's go to Jack in, in Farrell on New Jersey. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Good, Jack. Um, great, great topic. Um, I've been uh, I've been coaching for close to 40 years at the varsity level. Worked with colleges. I have my own 
private uh, school now, but one of the things that I that I really strive on when I was coaching was that nobody has the theory or the old definition that you know offense wins games and defense wins championship games. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a tryout today, you watch a little league tryout. Um, you know, there's 35 kids that come for the tryout. They stick uh, 30 kids in the outfield and five kids uh, up at bat, one at bat, and four on deck, and they hit the ball. I mean, they, they don't they don't work on the basics. One of the things that I've always tried to do is that all these towns, these rec towns, these traveling towns, they have clinics for their kids. My theory is have clinics for the coaches. <laughs> Teach the coaches. Teach the coaches the basic fundamentals of an L throw, getting the elbow above the shoulder, you know, getting down, reaching out for a ground ball. It's not happening today. And as sad as it is, most of the youth coaches are fathers that maybe haven't played the game. And I give them all the credit in the world for volunteering their their time. But if you're going to teach children anything, math, English, science, I've been a school teacher for 40 years now, you got to teach them the basic and the proper ways. And if you're not doing that, you're not helping them at all. And, Jack, Jack, you know, I, I love it, but... I hear um, you, and I, and I just want to tell you, I think you really sort of, uh, you know, really nailed this. Uh, and, and, and thank you for the call. Bill, Jack's point's well taken, that just like the parallel to teaching in school, the basics of math or of English and so on and so forth, you know, teaching kids grammar... I mean, the same thing with, with baseball or any sport. you got to have certain instruction at the youth level, which is really taking time to explain to the kids, here's how you do this, because kids don't know on their own. It's not, it's not an instinctive kind of sport. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, I talked to Dan McConnell, uh, McDonnell, who is um, uh, the coach at Louisville, and he said that he doesn't go to uh, you know national seminars and of coaching seminars and clinics and stuff anymore without teaching the coaches specific things like uh, throwing and uh, you know technique. It's uh, he he's become like a throwing technique uh, um, uh, expert in part because he's had to do it on his own team. He said he started five years ago. He, again, he's had a team full of you know top recruits. But uh, they couldn't they couldn't throw the ball around the diamond. So he starts every practice in the spring with an intense sort of like two week uh, instruction in the proper throwing techniques. And these are you know a nineteen year old <laughs> developed you know players who he wanted on his team. And he now goes around the country teaching that. And he says you know we lost we lost the whole season. We lost a whole bunch of games because when things would break down and there'd be a error and the ball starts going around the diamond, we're throwing the ball in the stands. I, I, I'm chuckling because I can't, I can't believe this is Louisville is the top division one power. And the coach is saying, I got to teach my kids how to throw the ball around the infield. I mean, that's, that's just, uh, it's, that's just hard to believe that this goes on, but I know it does because I see it for myself. And, and, uh, you know, especially in this day and age where, where kids do who want to learn from big leaguers, you know that big leaguers don't take infield and outfield practice anymore, which used to be a staple everywhere. Uh, batting practice is, you know, is is different. It, it's, you know, it's just it's just a different kind of situation where again the fundamentals are sort of assumed. Well, at some point as you go along, you will learn this, but to learn it at the collegiate level or at the, I mean, I remember when I was, uh, and again this is going back a few years when I was coaching in the Cleveland Indians organization. Even then, back in the 90s, the, the, the minor league instructors would say, these kids, they don't understand how to play the game. We've got to sit down and give them like, like uh, classroom sessions to explain to them about situational hitting and explain to them 
how the game is played, how to think a couple of batteries ahead and how to do this. Anyhow, well, look, <laughs> we're talking with Bill Pennington today of the New York Times. I, I got to take a timeout. When I return, I go right back to the calls. Stay with me. Don't forget at 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be talking baseball. Make sure you stick around for Ed's uh, thoughts and interviews. And as always, I invite you to check out my website at AskCoachWolf.com. Uh, a sad note uh, I want to mention in the, the sudden passing of Tom Fleming. Uh, Tom, uh, a great marathoner from New Jersey. He won a lot of marathons in his career, including uh, winning the New York City Marathon not once but twice. Uh, Tom is a very, very close friend of our, our longtime running friend, Joel Pasternak, who contributes to our show on, on running uh, expert advice. Anyhow, uh, Tom Fleming, uh, you'll be missed. Uh, we're talking this morning with Bill Pennington about about kids today playing baseball, and they've become very expert at hitting and at pitching, That's, but not necessarily in the rest part of the game. And, and Bill, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to uh, to Jim in, in Westchester County. Jim, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. How are you? Good, Jim. So I uh, I had the, the good fortune to play ball uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s for two West Coast or uh, Texas and then the Padres. And I went to a West Coast University, and my entire time in the minors and at uh, at the university I attended was spent on fundamentals. When we weren't playing games, we were working. I was an infielder. We were working on whether it was double plays, pickoffs, what rundowns, what have you. And once in a while, I get asked to go and uh, and show up at a, at a you know my, at a uh, team's uh, practices or whatever. And the caller before had mentioned something. Nowadays, the coaches really don't know what they're doing. At least in my experience, a lot of them just don't have the basics down. E- even how to hold a bat, how to grip a bat, how to pitch, how to catch. Uh, it, it, it's really surprising that fundamentals seem to have gone out the window in favor of game day uh, action. And without the fundamentals in baseball, it's gonna, it's a tough game to play. Yeah, there's no, look, we all know it's a tough game to play. It's even tougher, as you said, Jim, if the fundamentals somehow are being uh, forgotten about or not being you know, instructed uh, properly. Bill, what's your thought about that uh, in terms of, of the coaches themselves not having the, the, the wherewithal expertise to, to teach the kids today? Yeah, I think that uh, that does come up. Uh, I, I heard that, uh, you know, fairly frequently. I think that there, I think people, those coaches probably have to realize, uh, and I've even volunteered to help coach sport, you know, that I wasn't versed in. I didn't grow up playing lacrosse. My son was a lacrosse player. I had to educate myself somehow in lacrosse when he was very young to at least not teach him the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went online, I bought books. I think those coaches at those levels should do those things. The fact is there are tremendous resources of education if you want to find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, USABaseball.com has an online education center, and it has a mobile coaching app that if you want to, your team's having trouble with a double player, your team's having trouble fielding ground balls, you can go on and within a couple seconds there will be dozens of drills that you can see on your phone right there at practice that you can say, okay, kids, let's go do this. So I think it's incumbent to realize that, hey, you know, if the, if this is your job, it's great that you volunteered. It takes a lot of time. It's like having a part-time job. But uh, part of that job is, is to educate yourself as much as you can to uh, impart some of these skills. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, Jim, thanks Thanks for the call this morning. And, and, and Bill, I, you know, I agree with you, and I think that's sometimes that's overlooked, that uh, as you just said from your own experience, if you didn't play lacrosse, 
as a kid growing up and, you, and your son wants to learn the sport, well, yeah, it's incumbent upon you as a parent to, to you know, go and either online, these resources are out there, go to the library. I mean, uh, when my kids were growing up and, and they were playing soccer. I didn't play soccer growing up. So, yeah, you, you educate yourself and there are those resources. But again, you know, it, it, it's, it does take some effort from the parent to go out and learn about the, the sport that their kid is, is playing. Yeah, and I mean, and we're all busy. I understand this isn't, you know, I mean, part of this is that, you know, you don't want to sound like you're scolding about any of this. Uh, it's not really anyone's fault uh, that any of these things are happening, per se. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really, a, like I said, a, a myriad of factors all sort of coming together. Um, but, you know, uh, we now observe it. It seems to be true. College coaches at the highest level are saying it. Coaches at the lowest level are saying it. Uh, you know, I think we can try and do something to correct it. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, it's not like it's a, a situation. I mean, as you say, there's an awareness that has grown up now. Uh, we wouldn't have been having this conversation, you know, 20, 30 years ago because that wasn't a concern. But it has become a concern now. And there seem to be enough people out there who are aware of it, not just in this area, uh, but around the country, they're saying this has to be corrected. Now, Bill, I got to ask you this because obviously you, you've been covering sports for a long time for for the New York Times. Do you get the same sense that when, you, for example, I, I'm where I'm going with this. I, I've been a huge fan of Ichiro for many years. I, I've never seen Ichiro do anything on a baseball diamond, which I thought was he he made a mistake, a mental mistake. Didn't know where to throw the ball on a cutoff. He knew how how to to hit. Obviously, he ran. Do you get the same sense that the kids who are coming from, you know, from Japan, from Asia, or, or the Latin kids, they have a better overall fundamental understanding of how to play the game that perhaps the American kids don't? You know, it's hard to say because we see the best of their players. You know, I mean, you're talking about Ichiro. I mean, you're talking about one of the best players ever in well, the history a, of the game. The Hall of Famer, sure. <laughs> so uh, it's hard for me to to know. I, you know, I don't know what they're – I'm not, in, in, you know, in, uh, embedded in their youth sports culture uh, it's a little bit hard to say. Um, I, I do think, again, there are some cultural factor, factors in, in the United States that, that work against us. I mean, including uh, it's harder to watch uh, whole baseball games than it used to be. I mean, that, that came up in my reporting on this story, too, as the coaches said, you know, I talked to players at practice, hey, anybody watched the Marlins game last night? Did you see this play in the ninth inning and what happened? He said, well, none of them saw it because it happened at 11.15 or something, and they're asleep. <laughs> you know, he said, so, I mean, you know, so whose fault is that? I mean, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. All of these, all of these things are coming together. And, but it is true that uh, I don't think there's as, as much time to watch uh, or as much time you know, to spent on watching baseball, which has, its, you know, has, a factor, has, has an effect, too, obviously. I mean, if you don't watch the game, you don't see a lot of these little nuances and why they matter. No, I, 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 again, I think, as you said, there's an accumulative effect in all this. And, you know, we know that, that you know, for obviously for TV ratings, uh, you know, the games, World Series games, you know, start late and the kids, kids fall asleep. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult. Um, and, and uh, of course, the length of the games has been a concern as well. But that has nothing to do really with this particular topic. I mean, I guess the question at this juncture is what what can we do to change the situation to 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 go back and make sure our our kids are learning all aspects of the game of baseball. Did you, I mean, when you spoke to the, the coaches and the scouts, did they have any insight or advice of what they would do to change all this? They would. There's no question that if they could wave a magic wand, they would change the way showcases are structured and, and what they emphasize. 
they would get rid of half of them, probably. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. Um, but, but, I mean, we also know, and I remember for myself coaching, uh, you know, college ball, the problem is that the, the college baseball season obviously overlaps with the high school season, uh, and it's difficult if you're running a, 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 you know, an active college program to find the time to, to go and watch uh, high school players. Yes, you can watch them in the summertime, but these days, as you well know, most of the kids are playing uh, in showcases during the course of the summer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like a runaway train. I mean, uh, and it's hard to stop it. Uh, the, whole, the whole apparatus, uh, you know, college coaches have less time to recruit. They spend more time watching video. But the people, the videos that are sent to them are mostly hitting and pitching, which frustrates them. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, uh, but how do they change that, uh, that whole cycle? Uh, I think maybe the you know the leaders of, uh, and the biggest and most prominent coaches are going to have to start to try and work it top down and the and the most organized and best high school coaches trying to emphasize what uh, is important and try which is to learn the entire game and if if they can maybe they can slowly but surely kind of alter the culture in terms of uh what uh showcases uh promote and what travel teams uh, do maybe they'll you know maybe this gravitating towards top travel teams that win instead of just have a great uh, an all-star lineup of guys who can throw hard and hit hit uh, line drives maybe that will eventually have some impact because it sure sounds to me like Vanderbilt and and uh, Louisville are trying to find complete ball players not just uh showcase stars so if that works and they continue to win maybe other college programs are emulating them I mean it's it's a, it's really there's really, it's really a conundrum it's not Easy. It's it's a as I said, it's a cultural phenomenon, and those are not easy to turn. No, I agree. It, it's going to take some time, and hopefully things will uh, well things will turn around and we'll right the ship. Hey, Bill, thank you so much for spending some time with me this uh, this morning. Very very nice of you, and that of course is Bill Pennington to the New York Times. Bill, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. You know, this the program is a great resource. I listen all the time, Rick. Terrific. Thanks, Bill. All right, let me take a quick time out. I'll be back with more. Stay with me. I also want to point out, and I forgot to mention this when I had uh, Bill Pennanting on the air, but he's the author of a very, very highly regarded biography of Billy Martin, which came out a year or two ago, and it's, it's sold very well. And uh, if you haven't seen, you should get a copy. It's called Billy. Uh, in fact, there's even a story uh, in the book about uh, a game I played it in spring training when I was in the Tigers organization. And and I was playing in, in this uh, uh, exhibition game, and Billy Martin was a manager. It's an unusual story, and uh, I'm, I'm flattered that uh, that Bill put it in his book. Anyhow, he did use the word, and I think this is correct. It's a real conundrum what we're facing today with, with kids and baseball and not learning the, the whole game uh, and how to execute all the various parts of the game. Uh, and I think that's exactly what it is. It, it's a cultural conundrum. It's going to take time to figure this out. But one thing's for sure, at the youth and the high school level, we really need coaches to be well-versed. They can use and should use the classroom to teach ball players how to play the game in terms of the mental side. Videotape instruction is essential these days. And obviously, if you're a coach, you can't assume that your kids know how to play the game of baseball. So take the time and teach it to them. Try that. All right, that's going to do it. For me in this edition of the Sports Edge, my thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.